planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Fantasy Football Addicts podcast. My name is Mung. And I'm the Los at FFA underscore Los, which I'm supposed to be talking about later, but I'm talking to, about it right now. Welcome back to this edition of Quick Snaps. Quick Snaps, 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 Snaps. Quick That was actually a slow snap. Quick Snaps, Quick Snaps. Today we are going to be discussing the Arizona Cardinals on our quick snaps. And, quick snap, quick snap, quick snap, 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 quick, quick snaps. Thank you, Los. Uh, I think you have a career as a beatboxer. Maybe. Oh no, no, no? I don't. All right, let's get let's get into the Cardinals. We're gonna, we're gonna your Arizona down, Cardinals. We're gonna break down the Arizona Cardinals for y'all today. Yep. All right, let's start with. Um, Fun you, fact. You know, why don't, why don't you pick? Fun fact. Do you know where the Arizona Cardinals first originated? Chicago. Good job, Dan. Oh, good good work. They were the Chicago Cardinals, then the St. Louis Cardinals, and now they are, everybody knows, the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, sir. Mm. All right, oh. so what uh, what position do you want to start with? So let's start at running back, because it's probably the most important uh, question or debate on this team, although just about every position has a question or debate associated with it. And uh, I think you like this team far more than I do, but we will talk about it. I do. You do. All right. Well, I mean, I still like Andre Ellington over David Johnson. Well, yeah, I like, oh, definitely, definitely over, over David Johnson, but I will not be looking at Ellington in any league before somebody else drafts him before me. Um, so you wouldn't take him in, say, the fourth or fifth? Someone will take him before that. I don't know. I, I've seen him drop in a few drafts, actually. Um, he could yeah, be but there. the only people doing drafts this early are people that know. Fair enough. Um, also, I do, I do still like Ellington as a potentially low-end running back two in PPR. I don't. Uh, I wouldn't. Be, I would be a little bit nervous having him as my running back two, but I think that he's better than some of the options being drafted around around his ADP. He had 50 catches last year. I, that's almost as much as any of the receivers. So, I, I really don't particularly understand why everyone's kind of down on Ellington. If anything, they boosted their offensive line. Uh, they have their quarterback back now that Palmer is healthy. And, you know, the, the addition of David Johnson doesn't scare me because he's going to do what Kerwin Williams and Stephen Taylor did last year. And it are, they're basically going to spell Ellington. He should still get the majority of the touches. Well, the reason one of the reasons why is that the entirety of the team combined for a whopping six rushing touchdowns last year. Ellington got three of them. So if they get 10 this year and he gets half, then he'll have five touchdowns on the ground. Sure, but that's not taking into account that defenses were stacking the box because who do they have at quarterback? Well, in the playoffs, it was Ryan Lindley, I guess. <laughs> right. I mean, with Palmer back, they have to at least respect the deep ball. That's true. 
But the other thing that needs to be respected is that David Johnson is probably going to be taking short yardage downs. Andre Ellington showed that he could, in his first season as as the lead back, quote unquote, really, he amassed 3.3 yards per carry on the ground. That's that's not really, you know, yanking anyone's chains. Sure, but again, I, th- I think I, I guess I'm an Ellington apologist because, it, in all in all seriousness, he was injured uh, to start the season. That and is then, true. Uh, you know, and then Palmer went down right around when he was getting a little bit healthier. So he never really had, um, you know, he had his opportunity, but there were so many factors working against him. And I attribute, you know, his low yards per carry more towards those factor the those factors than him, so to speak, failing at being the lead running back. So six and a half touchdowns over under combined for Andre Ellington this year. Over. If we're going combined, absolutely over. I'm under it. I'm at six or five. I, I, I want to say six rushing and two receiving. Okay. Last year he had three res- three rushing and uh, what was it? Two receiving. So. Yeah, I think the the receiving touchdowns will stay about the same. Um, but I yeah. do think that they're going to actually be in the red zone more now that that offense has a quarterback again. But I think that I think those touchdowns will be spread amongst those uh, wide receivers. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, well, well, let's finish up running back and then we'll get to receivers. Um, so what, what are you projecting, uh, David Johnson for then? David Johnson, I've got probably sitting around five touchdowns as well. I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people are thinking Uh, closer. Definitely. than you are thinking between Ellington and Johnson, Ellington will have far more carries and he'll have most of the catches of course, but I do think that Johnson's going to come in and swipe a lot of that value from Ellington. Hmm. Yeah, I, I guess I'm I'm really not that worried about Ellington more than the consensus, at least. Sure. Okay. So, that's why they're called opinions. You're allowed to be wrong. Well, I'm allowed to be right, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fine. Whatever you want. <laughs> so, All right. Uh, Anything else on the running backs? No. Let's let's move on to uh, Carson Palmer then. Yeah. Um. You know, we mentioned him a little bit in our last episode when we were talking about Colin Kaepernick. I think sure. that Palmer is being drafted as a QB2, but he has QB1 upside. Palmer is a guy that's getting criminally overlooked uh, in, pre-dra- in uh, preseason drafts this year. Well, when Carson Palmer was healthy, he was a top 12 quarterback during those weeks. He averaged yeah. about 17 points per week. Or, I'm sorry, 17 points per game, uh, you know, for the games that he played. And he averaged just about the same amount of points as Tom Brady and Ryan Tannehill, Cam Newton, Matt Ryan. But he's being drafted with guys like Jay Cutler, uh, you know, Matt Stafford and Colin Kaepernick way down in the 15 to 20 range. That's what I'm saying. It's it's absolutely criminal. They were right in the middle of the pack in terms of pass attempts last year, uh, I think the 15th in the league. And I only see that number going up because that's including, you know, the games where you had Stanton out there, the games you had Lindley out there, the games you had, I think Logan, uh, no, is Logan Thomas a quarterback? Yeah. He played one yeah. game, I think. Yeah. He had that, you know, he had that big, uh, wheel route that he hit. Uh, I can't remember who it was on, but he had one big play and then he was awful for the rest of it. 
Regardless, Carson Palmer is far and away their quarterback. They went into the uh, something I don't understand what was going on with the Arizona front office. They went into the playoffs with Lindley at quarterback. I don't know if they were just not expecting to win games or if they didn't really want to, if they wanted a slightly higher pick, didn't think they had a chance in the Super Bowl, so didn't try for it. But they just they went into the playoffs with Ryan Lindley. That was something that needed to be addressed. Maybe there weren't any better options out there. Maybe they're like Lindley knows the playbook and whatnot. But he only attempted he attempted under a hundred passes the entire year. So, and they yeah, you know, just a, a real quick side note. I actually thought it would have been interesting um, if the Cardinals had tried to trade for either Kirk Cousins or Mike Glennon last year after Palmer got hurt. Yeah, that would have been something. I'm a really big Kirk Cousins guy. He's probably shown that he's not all that great, but I think he's definitely better than Ryan Lindley. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I think you or I could, you know, run an NFL offense about the same level as Ryan Lindley. Uh, you definitely not me. I don't have the height. <laughs> hey, it's not all about that. Where there's a will, there's a way. That's true, but I mean, you you've seen you've seen Drew Brees how he like tilts his head back to try and see over people when he throws the ball deep. I'd have to jump. I'd have to do a full on blitz jump throw every time. I mean, you know, uh, it worked for the guys in NFL blitz. That's true. Do our, do our listeners know what NFL blitz is? Are we old? No, I mean, even if you're old or even if you're young, I'm sorry, you should NFL blitz is a cult classic. There's no way you don't know about it. You would hope so. Right. Best football game ever made. All right, um, let's move on to, well, just a quick piece of news. Uh, Jermaine Gresham did sign with the Arizona Cardinals. Yep. Um, I guess that's their way of replacing Rob Hausler, who is now a Cleveland Brown. Good for Um, Hausler. Um, Good for Gresham. I think he'll fit in well here um, from an offensive standpoint. He's always been a tight end that has had good blocking abilities. But if he's trying to sign here so that he can, like, make it, it's a one-year deal. So I hope he's not thinking he's going to sign here for one year, light up the scoreboard, and then get signed to a big contract because that just isn't going to happen. Um, Last year, Rob Hausler, who's a pretty highly touted tight end before he was signed here, um, only had nine catches on 17 targets they do not use the tight end in the receiving game at all yeah uh you know i'm really happy that you know it's always great to see a player able to come back from injury and you know try to play again you know props to him but fantasy wise i'm not i'm not interested as you said bruce arians doesn't really use his tight ends in the receiving game nope not whatsoever okay so let's move on to wide receiver then Right. This is your wheelhouse here, these Arizona wideouts that you oh, just man. love so much. You know, I, I was thinking about how any one of Larry Fitzgerald, Michael Floyd, and John Brown could break out this year. Uh, not, sure. I mean, you know, Larry Fitzgerald wouldn't break out, but I really don't know who it's going to be because when Carson Palmer was healthy, you know, he and Larry Fitzgerald really gelled. They they had a lot of big games, and then when Palmer went down, John Brown kind of took on that role where he was the go-to, uh, you know, for a third down or for the check down. He was the guy, and it seems like uh, Bruce Arians has sort of relegated Michael Floyd to the deep ball, um, which I don't particularly understand because while he's suited for that, he's also a very good underneath receiver as well. 
So I guess what I'm saying is at the end of the day, I don't know that I want to really draft any of them before maybe like the eighth or ninth round. I just don't know which of the three every week it's going to be that's going to get the touchdown or the or the big uh, big reception downfield. Only one of them topped 50 catches. Larry Fitzgerald had 63 catches. However, all three of them, if you add one to Michael Floyd's 99, then all three of them had 100 targets, 99, 103, and 103, with about 50 catches for the, both the young guys, and then Fitz had 63 catches. So I, I agree. I don't really know what to do with that information other than know that Carson Palmer can spread the ball around to different options and be sort of okay with it. Now, these these. I mean, these completion percentages, if you're paying attention to that, that those numbers are really not great. 47 catches on 99 targets, 48 catches on 103 targets. I mean, so you're throwing the ball a ton. That's the thing with these with these. Uh, if you're going to draft one of these guys, you're you'll know that there's going to be a lot of looks, a lot of passes thrown. Well, hold on. Let me let me stop you right there really quick. Um, I, I was actually looking at these stats and, and I wish I had saved them. Um, but a good amount of those targets were uncatchable targets because of the lack of quality quarterback play after Carson Palmer went down. So I would not read too much into that as drop rates or inefficiency by the wide receivers. So if Carson Palmer stays healthy, what do you think? I think if Carson Palmer stays healthy, all three could be wide receiver threes or better. Okay, I, I will agree. They, either of any of them could be uh, usable as your flex. Let me let me put it this way. I'm approaching the Arizona Cardinals wideouts the same way that I'm approaching the Miami Dolphins wideouts and to a lesser extent, you know, the New Orleans Saints wideouts. Right. Okay. Um, or even even Minnesota with Mike Wallace and Charles Johnson because at the end of the day, I don't know week to week which guy is going to go off. And as a result, I will take the last wideout of that team after you know everyone else in my league has taken the others i'll take whoever's left because they're i'm gonna get the same potential for a lower price does that make sense it does and you sort of just completely ripped apart the question i was gonna ask you i was gonna say given the three you have to you have to rank them how would you do it but you sort of just kind of annihilated that idea. Yeah, I would wait for whoever drops. And and I think that this year it's going to be Michael Floyd because he was kind of hyped up uh, last preseason and then he's kind of fallen on his face. Um, but I think that that huge potential is still there. And I think that Fitzgerald's getting a little hype because they re-signed him and because you know Palmer has a good amount of chemistry. And a lot of people are hyping up John Brown as the T.Y. Hilton in the new cardinals offense under bruce arians and i think that michael floyd is going to be the cheapest and as a result that's who i'm going to end up with if i do have any of those that seems reasonable um if i had to rank them uh right now i would still have larry fitzgerald at the front um and then it would be much closer between floyd and john brown um with floyd just edging him for me See, if I had to go with who I think is going to have a better year, I'll, I'll actually take John Brown over Floyd, but at, okay. the, at the price, I'd rather have Floyd is what I'm okay. saying. Okay. Um, so do you, so what do you think? Uh, do you think any of these guys are going to break a thousand yards or do you think they're all going to be just under? 
That question very, very severely hinges on Carson Palmer's health. Um, it's not hugely outside the realm of ability. Assuming, uh, realm assuming of Palmer plays all so, 16 games. Yeah, right. Assuming he plays all 16 games, it's not wholly outside the realm of possibilities that all three of them, that two of them crack 1,000 and one hits 900, honestly, the way that they play, uh, the way they run their offense down there. So can I can I tell you, you know, kind of, a weird thought of what I'm thinking here. Sure. I think what, what do you that, got for me? I think that Fitzgerald is going to have the most touchdowns. Okay. I think that Brown is going to have the most receptions. Okay. And I think that Floyd is going to have the most yards. <laughs> and that's okay. and that's okay. part of the reason why I don't really want anything to do with any of them because again, week to week, I don't know who's going to go off. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. That I could, I could very, could very easily see that happening. Yeah. Um, would you be comfortable in a regular league two running back two wide out one flex, one tight end? Would you be comfortable starting them as your flex? Yes. I wouldn't want any as my wide receiver too, but as a flex, that's fine. Yeah, I agree. How about in PPR? Um, again, PPR, I'd prefer Brown or Fitzgerald over Floyd. Okay. I think we're, I think we're in agreement here. Yeah. I think they all have, I think they all have wide receiver two upside, but I would bet on Brown or Fitzgerald more than Floyd. Um, sure. But I okay. think that all three are perfectly fine wide receiver threes. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I think we're good there. Okay. Um, so I think that basically does it for all the skill positions. Uh, we don't really need to talk about Jerron Brown, barring injury to any of the other three. Um, no. Who are, who's the uh, who's the other running back over there now? I mean, Stephen Taylor or Kerwin Williams. Ask but, how, ask now, ask Kerwin Williams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think, again, it's between uh, Ellington and Johnson. I don't know that. The other guys are going to really come into play much. Uh, I do want to say that I think the Cardinals defense will be top 10. Um, I, I have them, I think, top five, actually. Uh, I haven't finalized my defensive rankings, but I, I do think that with, you know, Tyron Matthew healthy and, you know, they got a lot of pieces healthy again, that they'll be they'll be pretty solid. I do think they're a playoff team, too. Absolutely. Again, it all hinges on Carson Palmer's health. Yep, absolutely. All right. Okay, well, um, I think that's that's gonna do it for the Arizona Cardinals. Quick snaps. Quick snap. Oh, I guess Dan wants to steal Quick that from snaps. me. He can. I'll let him have it this it. time. I just wanted the one. I wanted my fifteen minutes of fame. <laughs> fifteen seconds of fame. That's how you do. That's how you do it on a podcast. Yeah. I see. And that is how you trick Dan into talking a little more on the podcast. Do you want me to talk more on this? I don't. I mean, I <laughs> no, no. They, there'd be far too many cooks in the kitchen. <laughs> Plus, you're not very good at fantasy, so. All right. Well, uh, I'm not going to throw any more. Uh, I think fuel on, the, on the fire. But uh, again, as always, thanks for joining us, guys and gals. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at FFA underscore Mung. That's M E N G. And I'm at FFA underscore Los LOS. You can also follow our, our wondrous producer, Dan Green, at FFA underscore Dan. Um, thank you for uh, listening to this episode with the Arizona Cardinals quick snaps. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Send us your questions, hashtag FFAQs. 
And as always, peace out. Thanks, addicts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.